Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is the early morning show with Adam Crowley. You can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. You know the drill. You could ring me up at 412-928-9370. That's the number to call. I'll put you right on the air. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Steelers 5-8. and eight. Not a lot to be positive about there. Is it going to be Kenny Pickett on Sunday? Is it going to be Mitch Trubisky? Is it going to be Mason Rudolph? We don't know. Mike Tomlin speaks today at noon. Perhaps he could shed some light, but I don't think they're going to have all the information just yet on Kenny Pickett. It's concussion protocol. They'll have to see where things progress throughout the week. We'll get to that coming up in about 15 minutes here. If you are looking for some positivity, Jeff Hathorne wrote on 93.7thefan.com. It's really good, really deep about the Steelers draft the last five years, and it hasn't been good. And if you are looking for a positive spin, if you are looking to be optimistic about something, well, Kevin Colbert, who I do think will be in the Hall of Fame one day, the drafts haven't been great over the last five years, to say the very least. Now you've got Omar Khan running the ship, but from a personnel standpoint, you've got Andy Weidel, and you just look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the best team in football right now, and you could say, hey, maybe things are going to turn around in the draft for Pittsburgh. Uh, There's one area where I do think Andy Weidel could make a difference. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I am concerned that even though Kevin Colbert is gone and there were diminishing returns there for him the last half decade, I think the guy who has the biggest say in personnel is still around. And I would imagine, though it's just an educated guess, that Mike Tomlin still has the biggest say in personnel. And that does not make me optimistic. In fact, that makes me think, how in the F, how in the world, are they going to turn this thing around? Now, to look back at the last five drafts, now I've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. The Najee Harris pick now looks bad. Last year, I still thought looked bad. And as it happened, and I got my Twitter receipts, so it's not second guessing, it was first guessing, I thought it was bad at the time. I don't like drafting a running back in the first round unless you are a running back away from winning a championship. If you think you've got the greatest damn roster and the only thing you're missing is a game-breaking dude at running back, okay, fine. Any other time, I think it's a luxury pick. Najee Harris has not been as good 
as James Conner was when James Conner was healthy. James Conner was a third-round pick. Le'Veon Bell significantly better, obviously, than Najee Harris. He was a second-round pick. Look across the NFL now. Derrick Henry, a second-round pick. Alvin Kamara, who's had a lot of success in this league, was a third-round pick. You don't need to take a running back in the first round, and you certainly don't need to take a running back in the first round when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and your offensive line was aging out or at that point had aged out. So, swing and a miss. I like Pat Fryermuth. They identified a good player, they drafted him, and he is a good player. But Creed Humphrey is one of the best centers in football and through two years is on track to make it into the Hall of Fame. He needs to continue. He needs to stay healthy. But he's been, through two years, that good. Again, not a second guess. I said at the time, draft that guy. And the Steelers could have, and they passed and took Pat Fryermuth, which, again, to me, is a luxury pick. When you've got everything else in place, or just about, you can take a tight end. Now, I think Fryermuth's a top-five tight end in the NFL. I think he's only scratching the surface. I think they're... The team only scratching the surface in terms of his utilization. This is not to kick Pat Fryermuth. You can say I was kicking Najee Harris. I'm fine with that. This is not to kick that guy. He's very good. But I'd rather have a game-changing center to anchor the middle of my offensive line. And instead, the Steelers had to spend money on Mason Cole, who's a fine player. He ain't no Creed Humphrey. So they screwed up last year's draft. Year before, their first pick, it was a second-round pick because of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade was Chase Claypool. He ain't on the roster. Swing and a miss. That guy plateaued. He was a headache in the locker room, and we never, I think, saw Chase Claypool play up to his talent level. Maybe briefly in his first year. Apart from that, no, plateaued. Now, Alex Highsmith, a good pick. In the third round, A guy who's going to have double-digit sacks this year if he doesn't already. Got to look at the stats. That's good value. You're going to have to pay him. That's good value. The rest of that draft, mm -mm, no good. Kevin Dotson, fine. He's a starter at left guard. Carlos Davis, no. Antoine Brooks Jr., no. Anthony McFarland Jr., haven't used him enough. And then you go back to 2019, a move that has set the franchise back significantly. And really, the Ryan Shazier set this franchise injury set this franchise back, but the reality is you are so far removed now from the Ryan Shazier injury that you've got to have found a solution by now. And the Steelers traded up to pick number 10 to take Devin Bush. Devin Bush wasn't drafted because Devin Bush was going to be a world-beating sideline-to-sideline once-in-a-generation inside linebacker. He was drafted 10th overall because he was an inside linebacker. Not because of him, but because of the position. The Steelers prioritize position over player. They say all the time they'd take the best player available. They traded up not to get the best player available. They traded up to get a guy at a position of need. Whoops. Deontay Johnson. Your first third-round pick in 2019, you pay him $18 million. He is not a number one receiver in the NFL. He's pretty good, but he's not a number one wide receiver. So swing and a miss there. Justin Lane, Benny Snell Jr., Isaiah Bugs, Ulysses Gilbert, Derwin Gray, all swings and misses. 
James Washington, Marcus Allen, Jalen Samuels, Josh Frazier, all in 2018 drafted. Terrell Edmonds, people will say not worth a first-round pick, and maybe that's true. I think he's been a pretty good player. I'll give that one a C. But James Washington ain't here. Mason Rudolph, he's your third quarterback. Maybe he starts this weekend. That's another bad draft. Now, in 2017, you get T.J. Watt. He's a Hall of Famer. You can win that one. But in 16, Artie Burns, no. Sean Davis, no. Javon Hargrave, should have paid him. Gerald Hawkins, no. Travis Feeney, no. Demarcus Ayers, no. Tyler Matikavich in the seventh round, still hanging around in the league. Fine, whatever. Seventh round pick. He is what he is. So the Steelers' last five drafts have simply not been good enough. Bud Dupree, pretty good player in 2015. But Golson, Coates, Doran Grant, Jesse James, Latarius Walton, Anthony Ciccolo, Gerard Holloman, that ain't it. And you could say, okay, Kevin Colbert, maybe he lost his touch at the end. And I love Kevin, great guy. So I don't want to drag him. Again, I think he's one of the better general managers who's ever walked the earth. I think he's going to be in a Hall of Fame one day. But at the end of his career, wasn't getting it done. So the optimistic view is, here we go, baby. You got Andy Weidel up in here. He's really going to help. I'm not so sure. Because Mike Tomlin had his hands all over every single one of these drafts. And Mike Tomlin was sitting there in the meeting room interviewing prospective general manager candidates. We know this because Doug Whaley has told us. And if your head coach is in on the interviews, it's not that far of a leap to say that that guy has a say. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Maybe these say. And so if you are expecting the Steelers to all of a sudden start drafting a lot better... I would caution you in that thinking because the number one decision maker still, in my mind, sitting around. Now, the one area where Andy Weidel can help is he's big on pick accruement. And we've already seen it whenever he traded Chase Claypool. I think he's going to try to gather as many draft picks as possible. And that does give you more of an opportunity, obviously, to hit on those draft picks. 412-928-9370. You're first up on the early morning show. Hello. Hello, friend. It's Tim from the Tank Brigade. Timmy! I I'm enjoying the conversation this morning. Thank you. Uh, you might be wa- you might be wondering what the second step of the Tank Brigade's master plan is uh, now that we have almost succeeded in tanking the season one step at a time. Is to revamp the philosophy of this franchise because it used to be draft. I mean, just read the draft history again and look at the offensive linemen that they drafted and then didn't draft. Um, this team. If it they hurts, man. Yeah, if they want to be competitive or successful in the future, they need to model themselves off of the New England Patriots right now. They have a top five offensive line. Their skill position players are mediocre. But as long as you have a top five offensive line, you will bully some people. And if your defense plays up to the standards that you paid it to, then you can be competitive next season. But if you don't adapt your philosophies, you continue to ignore the offensive line position. It does not matter if Kenny Pickett is Dan Marino. He's going to turn into Tua having his moment on his back in the middle of the field. 
there's another reason I don't want him playing this week. Yes, you need to, and thank you for the call, Tim, as always. Enjoyed talking with you. You need to prioritize offensive line, and you need to prioritize the collection of picks. If they can do that, then you've got a chance. I wish Mike Tomlin weren't as involved in the draft process as he is. I think you can give one man too much power. I think you need checks and balances. Andy Weidel was brought in for a reason as a personnel guru to collect picks, but he built Philadelphia's offensive line as well. At least he was part of that. That's where you got to go this year. And if you can get a couple of offensive linemen, you're going to have three picks in the top 40-ish. If you can use two of those at the very least on offensive line, you could be in a position next year where you're far more competitive. And to Tim's point, a salient one, if your offensive line is good and you've got a defense that's half as good as the Steelers' defense should be, you're going to win a lot of games because offensive line is not a strong suit in the NFL right now. And you can bully the bad teams on your schedule and you can punch up a couple of times too. That's the philosophy. That's what they got to do. I'm just not super optimistic because Mike Tomlin still got his hand in the cookie jar. 412-928-9370. I don't think I used that metaphor correctly. Who cares? It's 514 in the morning. Up next, who's going to start a quarterback for the Steelers on Sunday? And do the Steelers owe it to a guy to put him in there? We'll get to that next. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Stay consistent all year, whether that's um, with the film aspect or just uh, prepping, you know, doing what I can to help uh, the two other guys uh, prepare. They're, they're pros. They've, they've got good routines down. But uh, if I could bring a nugget here or there, and then physically just, you know, obviously I don't get a lot of reps in practice, but uh, finding time to uh, find a throw here or there in special teams and in Indy, just sort of, uh, I don't know, put more pressure on myself. You know, to, to be perfect in individual in those short periods that I do have. So that's Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. Maybe he'll get an opportunity on Sunday. I've thought long and hard about Kenny Pickett and whether or not he should play on Sunday, even if he's cleared. I know Doran said that he would sit Kenny the rest of the season, depending on the result of Sunday's game. And I can understand where he's coming from on that one. Here's what I would do. I would not play Kenny on Sunday, even if he is cleared. And that goes back on what I said yesterday a little bit. I do trust doctors. I I think because Kenny suffered two concussions in quick succession here, his rookie season, I would just give him an extra week to recover just to make sure, damn sure, everything's okay. Because you can pass concussion protocol, and then you can wake up, your heart rate goes up, right? and you're getting headaches again, or you're dizzy, or you get blurred vision, this, that, the other. Concussion recovery is not linear. That much we know. That much we know. So I would give Kenny Pickett the week off, regardless, just to be super cautious about your franchise quarterback. And if there's no symptoms this week, next week as well, whenever he gets back to practice, then yeah, I would put Kenny in for the rest of the season because I think those reps are super important. I keep saying super. Don't know why. I'm just excitable this morning, I guess. As for Mason Rudolph, I've seen some argue that the Steelers owe him this chance to start on Sunday. He's been a good soldier. He's been through so much. 
We know. Earl Thomas took his head off, and he walks off the field with his face mask off. Card ain't working. Looks goofy as hell. Hurts his shoulder the best he played that Duck Hodges season against the New York Jets. Maybe they'd have won that game if he kept playing. He was playing really well. He dealt with the Miles Garrett helmet swinging gate. And everyone in the league thought my guy was racist. So he's been through a bunch. He has said all the right things. He performed well, according to all who were there for the duration at Steelers training camp, right? He played well enough in a lot of people's minds to where maybe he should have started over Mitch Trubisky. So there's a compelling case. Oh, you owe it to him. I don't think you owe anybody anything. He's under contract. He's being paid handsomely to be the third-string quarterback on this team. He was the backup last year, tied the Detroit Lions. He's been mediocre at best when given an opportunity to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're not mathematically eliminated yet. And so you know Mike Tomlin is viewing the rest of the games as must-win, as he was going into that Baltimore game. And so for me, no, you don't owe it to anybody to put them in there because they've been quote-unquote good soldiers or team guys or leaders. You owe it to your team to play the best available option. Now, for me, I do think that that might be Mason Rudolph. I would play Mason on Sunday because I don't think he would turn the ball over the way that Mitch Trubisky did last week. And we've seen that that's the recipe for the Steelers on offense. If they don't turn the ball over and they can run it a little bit, and they should be able to against Carolina, that's been their recipe. That's been how they win football games, right? I think Mason Rudolph probably gives you more of an opportunity to do that than does Mitch Trubisky. So because I think he gives them the best chance to win if Kenny Pickett can't go, I would go with Mason. But let's not misconstrue this. For me, it ain't about any of that other stuff. It's not about owing it to anybody apart from the team. You owe it to the team if you're Mike Tomlin to try to help win a game and put the guy out there that gives you the best chance. That's what I would do. 412-928-9370. It's the early morning show coming up next. Something happening locally in sports that we need to see just as it is. No more, no less. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Penguins won last night. They've won now six games in a row, nine out of their last 11, I believe it is. Evgeny Malkin scored with 35 seconds to go. Hard-fought defensive battle between Dallas and Pittsburgh. We'll get to that coming up in a minute. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet for a great deal on a new or pre-owned vehicle and great service. You'll find it at Sun Chevrolet. Sunny in the afternoon, high of 40. Before we do get to the Penguins, we got old German Rod on the program. What's up, man? Good morning. Hey, uh, I have, I didn't get a chance to call in yesterday, but we have uh, some major problems. Just not a quarterback by putting Trubisky in, but uh, Trubisky showed you that 
throw to Pickens in double coverage yep. is a good thing, no matter what. Push the ball down the field, uh, and we need to take the training wheels off of Kenny Pickett. I'm with you we on all that. Him, we got to let him do that. And I would give Mitch Trubisky, uh, uh, Mason Rudolph a chance. What is it going to hurt? At least you'll know who's going to be your backup for next year. Yeah, I think it helps in that regard too, buddy. And thank you so much for the call. We did learn something. I think Kenny Pickett could learn something from Mitch Trubisky in that game. A, a fifth-year quarterback staring down receivers in the middle of the field, that ain't going to work. Uh, not against any linebackers in this league, maybe against Robert Spillane or Devin Bush, but it's not going to work against the Patrick Queens of the world, huh? It's not going to work against the Roquan Smiths of the world. you got to be much, much, much better there. So you learn that. you got to use your eyes. And I think Kenny Pickett, we've seen some of these breakdowns from great X's and O's people like Dan Orlovsky, Kenny Pickett does use his eyes. So keep that in mind, Kenneth, while you're watching Mitch Trubisky. But the other thing is what Mitch did do well in the game. First of all, he moved it between the 20s, which was good. But he also took a couple shots to George Pickens when Pickens was not open. And Kenny needs to learn that George Pickens is open even when he's not. Because my guy's got a massive wingspan, he's athletic, and holy cheese and crackers, he's got strong hands. So that's something Kenny's going to have to develop, a rapport with that guy. And I know that he's not running a whole bunch of routes in his route tree. George Pickens, I don't care. Take a shot every couple series to that guy going down the rail. When you see you've got one-on-one coverage, and even if you don't, if you can fit it in there, try to fit it in there. Because... You're not going to be a great offense in this league. You might be better now the last four weeks when Kenny's played the full game, but you're not going to be a great offense in this league unless you can take shots. You're going to kill yourself eventually if you're trying to march the ball down the field. There's going to be a penalty. There's going to be a sack. There's going to be a negative run, things of that nature. The more big plays you can complete, then the more chances you're going to have to be elite. That rhymed. Dr. Seuss stuff. Let's go. Penguins won last night 2-1. to one. They've won six games in a row. And I knew at some point this was going to happen. Not to pat myself on the back. I talked about it not long ago when the Penguins were struggling. This is the way it always goes. Penguins struggle at some point. Fans freak out. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? This team might not make the playoffs. And then... Eventually, they put a run together because you've still got Crosby and Malkin, both guys playing well. Malkin's been setting people up more often than not. Finally scores a goal. Felt really good about it talking postgame, but you've got Crosby and Malkin playing well. Chris Letang comes back from the stroke. Not a great moment early in the game, but hey, bad bounce. Things will happen. So you've got those guys. So you're going to win games in the regular season because they can carry you. And so here's what I would say to Penguins fans. When the team is down with those guys, they're going to turn it around. And when the team is high and playing well and stringing wings, wins together the way they are right now, you also don't want to overreact because this always happens too. The Penguins have won six in a row. Let's say they win 10 in a row, 12 in a row. Let's say they win 12 out of 14 because they're on a little bit of a roll right now. They're finding results. Don't proclaim them Stanley Cup champions either. I think, and here's what I've done, the best course of action is just to enjoy 
the moment. And I know many have made this Penguin season and any for the rest of the Crosby Malkin era about the playoffs and what you do once you get there, and I can understand that. I've seen the team win three championships. If they don't win another one, it's not my favorite, but I understand you're only able to win so many. And for Crosby to win three and be a Conn Smythe winner twice and Malkin to win three and be a Conn Smythe winner once and Chris Letang to play as well as he did in 2016, you're not going to get that all that often. Three times is probably more than we could have even expected when they put this core together. So I will enjoy great moments in the regular season because they're fleeting. Chris Tang's had two strokes. God only knows if that guy is going to be around for a while here playing hockey. Malkin and Crosby eventually will age out. So I'm going to enjoy the regular season. I'm going to try to live in the moment for what it is, and we'll get to the playoffs when we get there. Coming up next, it's the early morning show. Nay, it's the pre-show on 93.7 The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.